Hello and welcome to episode number 191 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. Couple of things I mean, we mentioned this in the podcast. Some little tidy little uh, whatever technical things we need to go over. So this was recorded on a different audio program, so you're gonna notice that the audio is gonna sound a tiny bit different. The mics and the different people on the mics are gonna be a little bit. The balance is going to be a little different just because I had to I had some technical issues with the audio program, so I had to use a free audio program. I had to use Audacity to record it. So you're going to notice that the the audio is a little bit different on this one, this episode. Also, uh, probably before or during when this podcast goes up, which is Sunday night, the premiere of Into the Badlands is going to. We're going to be most likely live tweeting. The premiere of Into the Badlands tonight. I am see uh, support that show. Really, really come out and try and get the ratings up for that. So that maybe even though AMC has officially canceled Into the Badlands, maybe it'll have a future on a streaming platform. That is my big nerd uh, cause uh, for this episode is just uh, supporting Into the Badlands. This is uh, a lot of we could talk about a lot of stuff. Mostly Captain Marvel, though. There's some tech stuff. At the beginning, there is going to be some interesting guests coming next month. We're going to be sneaking in a little mini uh, Deadly Class episode, summing up this, this first season of Deadly Class because it just had the season finale of Deadly Class on Sci-Fi Channel. We are still going to be live tweeting the magician, so follow us. Uh, keep track of us on at NerdPokeQuo on Twitter. We're also going to be live tweeting an event that is coming up. Uh, more on that in another episode and probably uh, another short episode just quickly promoting that. Uh, the Nerlesque Festival is what it's going to be. Uh, we're most likely going to be live tweeting that. There's going to be a lot of uh, content actually on the site. So keep checking the site, NerdPokeQuo.com, at NerdPokeQuo on Twitter. Let us know what you think of this episode. There's going to be a video of it probably going up. I know I still haven't posted the video of the previous episode. It is a lot of work, and I have not had a lot of time. So please uh, keep an eye on uh, our YouTube channel. There's going to be videos of the podcast episodes going up. There's also going to be more video content probably coming in the next coming months. We are still going to be on the semi-monthly schedule, which means there's going to be definitely a episode a month and possibly more. We might actually go back to the weekly schedule at some point in the near future. It's just uh, uh, we're working that out here at uh, the Nerd Pro Crow headquarters. Uh, in any event, uh, as always, if you like this episode, share it with anyone you can, any way you can. Click subscribe. It really does help us. Leave a review in iTunes. Uh, and that is it for this intro. Enjoy this episode, episode number 191 of the Nerd Pro Quo Podcast. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, don't, don't helicopter. Okay, I'm going to move in, and I'm going to hand here. You, you, we all. No, no, no. Someone needs to sit here. Because otherwise your you're, you're 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 sitting directly, your you're sitting directly on the audio equipment here. <laughs> you need to cue the Benny Hill music. Yeah, don't don't trip over that. All right, and there's wires behind it. Yes, there are. Okay. okay. Gosh. Yeah, okay. okay, there we go. Me me. Uh, Welcome. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Eve is gonna. I here's the great thing about this. I think. 
I think, yeah, is is that even though I believe even me are going to be sharing a mic, is that is Eve is usually so loud that I I have to turn us, uh, Rich and me, both up to match here. So this might actually work. I could just face the mic just, you know, at a slight distance from you. Okay. And and this should work out. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I don't know if you heard while you were in the bathroom, but uh, I saw us last night and alana was just like what the fuck dude shut the fuck up in the movie theater but a i'm a scared bitch so when it comes to the scary parts i I just squeal or say don't go there motherfucker don't go there um i didn't hear anyone's complaint but she was just like she got real eve experience when it comes to movie theater because I was scared shitless. Uh, that's all I'm saying about that movie until we actually watch it together. Until we all, until we all see it, yeah. Uh, so just briefly, because we were talking about it uh, off mic, before we get to like some of the main things we're going to talk about, which mainly probably Captain Marvel, but uh, I did get a new pair of headphones, uh, two new pairs of headphones. One are a skull candy, uh, like in-ear, and they're pretty good, and one are... And this, uh- this podcast is definitely not sponsored by uh, Skull Candy or anything. No, no, sponsor. it is not. Uh, but but hey, if you want to, uh, so far your product is pretty good. So what's the issue with you and headphones? Because uh, your lifestyle is pretty shitty when it comes to technology. You're abusive towards them. Well, it's because I skate with them, and I finally uh, decided to get wireless headphones because. I think the biggest problem when I'm skating is that like they just get the wire just gets yanked around, yeah. and every single head pair of headphones I have ever had, uh, no matter how much I pay for them, which I've never paid more than like fifty bucks for them, just because. What's the point? What's the point? Uh, every single one of them, the right ear, no, regardless of brand, kicks out. I After like that. two months. All throughout high school and college, I've always experienced, no matter how much I love headphones, especially Sony branded ones, I always one ear would die out. But the, over the last few years, have not experienced that. I have not experienced that with the Beats X. Uh, the Beats X have been really solid for me. And a Chinese brand, uh, one more with their triple driver headphones. To, to date, you know, I've had no problems with them at all. Uh, My and obviously, Audio Technica. Uh, are yeah, great well, stuff. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are premium. Well, not that compared to other brands, not that premium, and they last pretty a long time. I got a relatively cheap pair of JV, JVC, uh, and uh, so the sound quality is pretty good. It even at like, like all the I did check like the range. It's one of the things that I always check when I'm checking headphones. I check the the, the dynamic range of like, you know, the bass, the lowest. And the highest, uh, I try and go ones, you know, that have, uh, I don't care as much about the high frequency and I care a lot about the low frequency stuff. Wait, so, to a lot, right? yeah, or just anything. Uh, so I bought a pair of JFEC that were pretty cheap. They were $30. So the big drawback to those, they're, they're wireless because I, I thought, okay, you know, I'll step it up to wireless because I skate in them all the time, and there's less of a chance. I I hope that the the right ear or whatever will kick out uh, or be damaged while I'm skating with them. The big downside I discovered is even though it says they have a seven hour battery life, <laughs> yeah, 
they have terrible battery life. <laughs> like it's yeah, at least three hours. I yeah, yeah 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 yeah. The thing is, is like I I am very neurotic when it comes to like seeing the battery level because it you know you can see it on your phone what the battery level is and after like three or four hours like it's already significantly down and I'm just like ah, I don't know. And to be fair. Even when it was down to the red, I still, like, they didn't kick out or anything. So I think, realistically, the seven hours is actual seven hours before they kick out. It's just that I'm super neurotic when it comes to looking at the battery level. Now, what about you, Rich? You've had some problems with, especially Beats X. Well, yeah, the Beats X, um, I'm on my fourth pair. You Wait, really? Yes. You got to give up after like, the second time. Well, that's time. the thing. It's like, um... What was your initial initial cost outlay for those well, just just out of curiosity cost la was uh, i don't know one whatever it is 135 yeah see yeah that's i could never do and, that but i got the apple pay so the second pair was within warranty didn't cost me anything um and it's been it's been separate issues with each one mm-hmm. so and then i got the, the on what i think the third pair i had like my left the left uh, phone just gave out completely, and I just picked up my fourth replacement pair, which was out of warranty. But I didn't pay the full one thirty five anyway. But still, it's an it's an annoyance. I liked them because I liked the sound. I liked the convenience. I liked the that it seamlessly pairs with my iPhone and devices and iDevices. I like the experience. I just I have the worst luck, yeah. clearly, with them because it's always either one thing or another. This last pair didn't even last a year because I, I I that that was a replacement pair that I got back in I want to say September, and here we are again. See, my big issue uh, it's why I didn't go, even though I could probably get a discount on them. Mm-hmm. Why I didn't go Beats is it's like almost everything that apple puts out it's you're paying extra yeah for like the 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 service or getting it replaced really easily and the easy pairing but it still ends up especially for something like headphones it ends up being that you're paying 60 dollars for a name Uh, to be honest i i got the btex for free because of the whole back to school a discount where if you buy a, a Mac, you get a free headphone. So I got that. I didn't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I didn't look for the Power Beats because uh, there those things going into the ears. I wasn't too uh, much of a fan of. Yeah. And the yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, solos. The, I heard that they pinch your ears, so I avoided that. So I just got the Beats X, even though I could have gotten a bit a more expensive one. But so far, two years in, I've had to say I've had no problems with it. But although I've I've been using it exclusively, I've been mixing up with this the uh, AirPods, which I don't have a problem with. Um, so far, I've, unlike you guys, I've I haven't had like a shitty experience wow. with headphones so with and Apple. I don't know what it is. Maybe I mean I I, I treat my my stuff pretty well, I, so I don't know. Well, well, in fairness, uh, uh, Rich has a shitty experience with headphones. I just, like, destroy them. Like, these are, like, supposed to be, like, sport headphones, which I think the only thing that's really sport about them is, like, the... they're, like, sweatproof? Yeah, yeah, they're sweatproof is 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 really the the thing. But they fit really nicely, uh, which is... Which, actually, I've recently discovered 
and I think it might be from when I injured myself years and years ago, like my head is that I think I have just weird, my right ear inside is definitely shaped differently than my left ear. Also, a thing that a pet peeve and it makes me so, 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 so angry. Uh, it is It is a thing that, hey, every single fucking company that makes headphones, your stereo balance in your headphones should be equal. Uh, and it's every single company, no exceptions, except for like professional audio uh, headphones. Any headphone that has a mic that you can talk on your phone with, all in-ear headphones, the... Uh, the wireless, I don't know about the AirPods because, uh, because they're, they're different. They don't have a, a, a mic that comes down every single fucking headphone brand. The side that has the mic, the ear is louder. That side is louder in every single, and I've tried a lot of different brands of headphones. Every single one of them, that side is always the louder side. And I don't understand that. And it's bad for your ears because when you turn it up, it's and it's definitely the volume balance is different, and I was like, and I don't, I like, I sort of get it because it's you're talking on the phone, and a lot of times you don't have both of the earphones in, but at the same time, when you're listening to music, you're like, what the fuck? Why? Who made this decision? And can they all be fired and set on fire? Like, it's just such a stupid fucking thing. Makes me so. I know it's a dumb. It's not. Well, it's a dumb thing to be angry about, but it makes no, me I mean, so angry. You're like- you're in the audio. Old man shakes like fits. Says <laughs> yeah. Balanced. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, we talk a lot of different things. Comics, movies, technology. That's About pretty awesome. About time, I say. You know. so, I say don't hate on Apple-related products. But, you know, Jamie and Rich, they've had their own. Experience. I don't hate on them. I don't I, ha- I, yeah, I just... I yeah. just think oh, uh, case in point your laptop and your issue with Windows. I that's why I just want to avoid Windows products because of that shit going on where they so, have unintended consequences with other software that you use. I've been trying to I tried to shut down like the automatic like updates. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, for some reason I couldn't do it. So uh <laughs> this is behind the scenes inside baseball on recording this podcast is that uh, every couple of months, uh, my Windows updates itself, and I restart my computer, and it it uh, it also deactiv for some reason deactivates the uh, the software act- activation code for the audio program that I work with, and because of the span of time that it happens, I always forget how to reactivate it. And this time, I I just made the mistake of doing. I went on Steinberg, which is the company that makes uh, the audio program that I was using, Cubase. Uh, eventually, everyone's like, "You should get." I, I can't even remember the name of the program that everyone uses now. Uh, you should get that. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do that probably a couple months from now uh, when I have more money." But what happened was I uninstalled the program by accident and then realized, oh, the only way I can install it is to track down where the fuck I put the CD. The CD. That'll tell you how old this fucking audio program is. The CD. The CD-ROM to install the audio program. I'm sure there are newer stuff that you could use that are better than that you know, as a replacement, can. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's just uh, the CD came free with my, my recording equipment. 
Uh, I am going to update, uh, probably not Cubase, uh, or maybe Cubase just because I've gotten so used to using it. So right now we're using Audacity, which is why we're sharing a mic here because there's only so many pickups, which someone who's used Audacity might be yelling at us right now and be like, you know, you can use more than two. You, there's just an option. I didn't have time or the patience to do that today because it was such a pain in the ass just trying to do this. Uh, so yes, uh, if you notice that this sounds different and that even me are both sharing a mic, uh, that is why. Uh, but speak... Oh. And also because they share a bromance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, did, we did. We did. We did. <laughs> a friend of ours, like, did a thing. Uh, we're there. There are eleven. There was eleven years of friendship with our friend Charlie, uh, and then it, she went to the highlight. The highlights, and apparently, all of the highlights were just pictures of me and, <laughs> and our bromance. I mean, it's real. I, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a little jealous. So probably. speaking of things that that made people angry, but I don't understand. I mean, we had to discuss of why apparently people are so pointlessly angry about it captain marvel we went to see captain marvel and we have feels about that movie and opinions you know um i think overall the assessment was that we all agreed that this was a really awesome movie a solid movie all around that it is um definitely an experience to uh go through in the theaters you know you won't be leaving hopefully disappointed in this yeah yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, my thing was I thought it was really good, uh, but I have often had the thing of I had a similar feeling, but l more so about Ghostbusters. I was like, this is pretty good, but I really wanted it to be better, yeah. just to be kind of like the the the, the the inner the in your face to all the people who were bitching about it ahead of time. But uh, Captain Marvel, as much as people bitched about it, especially about Brie Larson uh, ahead of time, uh, because she was doing things that, God forbid, you request, you know, to when you're doing press, hey, can uh, <laughs> if you so we are recording this on video. <laughs> so if you occasionally just see Eve having a reaction, he is while we're talking about nerd shit, and you can probably maybe see it on the camera as well, he is watching March Madness. I, <laughs> so you're going to see. I hate Duke. March. I hate Duke, but I'm also a Knicks fan. I know, sad. Uh, and I have an, an interest in hoping that Zion Williamson does very well because there's a chance the Knicks can draft him first overall pick in the draft. So that's why I, I'm, I'm multitasking. But like uh, uh, Hey, it's fair. Uh, you have to have your things. So yeah, Captain Marvel, my big thing was I wanted it to be... It was really good, don't get me wrong. But it was a slight twinge of disappointment for me because I wanted it to be great so that it could just be kind of like in your face to all of the, the haters. It was just like I wanted it to transcend the hate and I don't... It didn't do that. It missed the opportunity because Wonder Woman and Warner Brothers beat them to the punch in terms of galvanizing, you know, female audiences by releasing the, you know, the heroine that people can root for. So Wonder Woman did it great. Um, I made sure to come in really without any opinion. I avoided the Internet because I know Internet is full of trolls and, you know, uh, polarizing opinions. Uh, coming in blank, I just want to see a good Marvel movie and see how this character will uh, match up with Thanos, you know. And at the end of the day, is it 
better than Infinity War? Uh, no, it's not. Is it better than uh, did Guardians any, did 1? Did anybody no. expect it to be? But I think people put it on a expected it to be on a pedestal that is hard for especially a first movie you know black panther i came in i was anticipating because it's the first movie with like a majority of black cast uh but i didn't expect it to be the best but i was quite quietly surprised you know this one i would i didn't want to have any expectations because you know it's so much it's hard if if it's a good movie and it somehow misses that amazing mark then you're going to look at it as a failure but this is not a failure it's a great movie great storytelling great characters featured in it i don't think anyone who's a marvel fan i'm a dc fan fanboy i, I want to reiterate that any marvel fanboy or girl should ha take pride in this movie that features you know for the first time a, a woman taking lead as opposed to a, a guy um, and it's a solid movie that you should not complain about, you know, that much. And that that said, it's not a perfect film. It it, it does have a couple of issues. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing about Wonder Woman is and Black Panther that that Captain Marvel doesn't have behind it. And don't get me wrong, like uh, my friend Justin, who is often also on this podcast. Uh, one of the original ho hosts of the podcast is he was saying that he actually liked Captain Marvel better than Wonder Woman uh, because of you don't have someone like Steve Trevor, who's basically uh, his thing about Wonder Woman was like Steve Trevor. And I agree, not necessarily from this perspective. I just don't like Steve Trevor as a character. I like Chris Pine. I just don't like Steve Trevor as a character. Uh, is that basically you have Steve Trevor mansplaining everything throughout the movie in Wonder Woman, which is, okay, I, I was like, I gotta give him that, that's actually true, but uh, the thing about Wonder Woman and Black Panther that Captain Marvel didn't have is that Wonder Woman was already an icon iconic, uh, well-known character for decades, and Captain Marvel, by comparison, especially this iteration, the Carol Danvers version of Captain Marvel, is a relatively recent character. Even Black Panther, you know... He has history. He has, he has history. history. I mean, uh, granted Captain Marvel, the Marvel Captain Marvel, uh, which we will get to the other Captain Marvel uh, a little later, uh, which we just saw a preview for in the commercials to March Madness. Uh, but uh, this version of Captain Marvel has also been around since, like, the 70s. It just wasn't... Uh, well, Captain Marvel, the Marvel version, has been around since the 70s, but hasn't always been Carol Danvers. But, yeah, Black Panther also had the quote-unquote advantage of, like, this is a character that's already iconic from the get-go. And I think what exposed this movie to, like, some issues is the fact that, as you said, this person, Carol Danvers, is not that known. And I felt that the movie does not really flesh her out. She's kind of like exactly. an empty vessel yes. for every viewer to put themselves in. I mean, yeah. uh, I I knew for a fact that Marvel had this big grand master plan. We got to get the female, you know, uh, money and get them on board. So they're just they they orchestrated Carol Danvers and um, Captain Marvel to be at the forefront of their comic books in the attempt that they will slide her into the films. And I find that one, the comic version of Captain Marvel is a dick. I'm sorry. She's an asshole, especially if you are aware. Carol Danvers from the comic book is a terrible person. I, it's like it's she is 
it's it's great that she has convictions as a character, but the way they portrayed her in Civil War Two, I mean, oh, she's God. an asshole. I mean, yeah. how do you, I I questioned her motives and you know her attempt to do the right thing for uh for planet Earth and the United States, and in this movie, you know, it's just like yes, she's you, you kind of wanted to see who is this person, and I think we mentioned this. All of the background, all of the potential to develop her are just those brief flashbacks that really don't, you know, yeah, that you see that she gets up whenever she's down, but you don't establish who she is that much. You hear that, you know, from like secondhand point of view from her friends and colleagues, you know, that she's a good person, but we don't really see that. We just see her as an amnesiac trying to learn her backstory and you don't see how her friendships are that tight you just it's just like it's it's forced upon us hey she's a great person she's it's forced upon us that you know she does the right thing for the small people but you don't really see that that much yeah and that's that's the point that i was trying to get to uh is that the film itself is a little bit disjointed i felt like there's there's the between the three acts there's there's a number there's somewhat of an of um it's unbalanced and in in the beginning there's it's the the characters aren't really fleshed out uh uh carol isn't um fully i mean you don't need to explain her entire backstory you don't need uh, and i'm glad it doesn't have narration or anything like that or any um uh you know uh a 12 minute explanation like some films do which is good but at the same time uh, I wa- I wanted to get more invested in her character and I I didn't reach that you know I just followed along uh, and a lot of the uh, the supporting characters they, they just felt two-dimensional um, Jude law I felt was underutilized it, oh yeah, he's his character is so weak yeah, <laughs> as a character. Not weak. I don't mean like power. It wasn't out. Villain problem. Just, yeah, villain yeah. problem. Because what do you do with out. a char- what do you do with a character who is that powerful? Like, um, so you know. However, however, positives. I will say, uh, I mean Samuel Jackson is always solid. Uh, yeah, and well, was he necessary in yeah, this film? I, I think so. I, I will say that he because he's. He, he's, he blends the worlds together. He's the connecting point, and especially because it takes place in the 90s. Um, I thought it was, it was good to have him in the film, and the chemistry between him and Brie Larson was, was noticeable. There was, good, there was good banter between the two of them from, from the start. Uh, Casting-wise, the two of them, were, were, uh, they worked out well. Uh, however, uh, Agent Coulson, I, I liked seeing him, but I didn't see. Fan service, wasn't yeah, it, it was more fans. I didn't see how he added more value to to him or the overall storyline. I c- kind of wanted to see him play a, a more key role in the film. So, uh, two things about that. Uh, number one, yes, it's it's a waste of Clark Gregg, who I love, yeah. Clark Gregg. Um, yeah, I, I think the reason the impression, because they already showed the preview for it and apparently the preview was like kind of a spoiler for Captain Marvel is 
Phil Coulson is in Captain Marvel as a prelude to uh, season six of Agents of Shield. Because apparently he's and it's good. Agents of Shield say see yeah yeah i know that's why it's it's the last season uh how many seasons has it been it's this is the sixth season it's gonna be the last season yeah um it's really it's really still super uneven uh that show they see the amazing the, the the unfortunate thing about that show is that show had the potential to be great uh and when they went into the future and kind of ignored all the mcu stuff the show was actually really good because it's just like oh we can just deal with these characters on their own terms and not have to deal with all the other stuff that's going on in the marvel cinematic universe so that's why i think phil colson is in it uh i also really liked seeing young pre-cynical nick fury that's what made Samuel Jackson's character for me. It's just like oh this is him before he got before he became director of shield Nick Fury, so he's still kind of like excited. He's excited that all this shit is happening. He's like, Ali- wow, aliens, a car chase. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I also, um, uh, what's his face from mm, who played the oh, the, the, the scroll? Oh, uh, I, uh, Mendelssohn. Uh, ben Mendelssohn. Yeah. I mean, great. He's he's a he's a great actor. Yeah, and he's even though he wasn't actor. he wasn't the villain villain, it's just like of course he's the but villain. He his his he, all of his scenes uh, as Scroll was were were solid. I mean, him he he added he added uh, uh, dimension to his character quite well, as as expected. I mean, he he always nails his scenes. I think as far as like Carol Danvers as a character, there's two things that you have to remember. Number one, her history in the comic books is super convoluted. Uh, especially it was like, she had, she had powers Rogue and then he got yeah. her powers from her, right? Yeah. Rogue yeah. absorbed her powers really. And then she spent years, like decades just thank you. Being, animated series. Yeah. Just being crazy and not remembering who she was, which is kind of the only thing they pulled from the comic book. Cause like, Oh, she doesn't remember who you want or she is. And it's like, well, Rogue stole her powers and her memories. Um, so they weren't going to do that. So it's it it becomes this this problem, and I think actually what Eve said is the best summation is that I I personally I love Brie Larson just as an actress. Uh, I love I'm the opposite of the people who are complaining about that. Like oh she made like the whole press thing political. It's like yeah because she recognized that there was a gap in the way these things are covered. So she she made an active decision that the people she wanted covering the movie and talking to her were female journalists journalists and journalists of color it was like i was like oh I'm, uh, she's making this whole process political it's like so sjw issues a lot i mean yeah i and watching this film and i think a lot of those fanboys would take issue with this it's just like this movie is very in your face against you know the status quo about guys you know running the show and how they are trying to set mechanisms that hold women down this is a direct challenge to that and i could imagine a lot of guys just feeling you know uncomfortable with that theme you know i liked it i felt like it was a little at times it was a little sledgehammery uh, there's one thing in particular that I that I that I was just like, and I think when we got out of the theater, Rich and me had a small conversation about this. We'll get to that in a second. Um, 
because uh, I don't want to even bring it up because we're gonna be, you're going to be like, yeah, that, um, is also that when you said that uh, she's like an empty vessel that the audience can plug themselves into, like, that's unfortunately, like, it's intentional, but it also hurts her story as a character because she really is an empty vessel. Like there, there isn't, you want to know more about her character, but it isn't there. And then the process of finding it out, I feel like there are times and Captain Marvel isn't the only movie that's guilty of this is some of the narrative and character development is sacrifice in sacrificed in service of action. And they did a lot of that in the, and especially or sacrificed so they could develop other characters like her friend who honestly I think is a really strong I love the actress who plays her like uh, I want to see I wanted to know more from her because yeah. you have to yeah. hear you have to hear so much yes. about Carol from her want, yeah same deal like I wanted of uh, I wanted her friend to who was clearly key to the plot. Uh, of her, of uh, 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 her t- Carol Diamond's t- time on Earth, wanted to know more, a little bit more about her, and again wasn't fleshed out uh, enough. And, and again, I think that was done in the surface of. Uh, it's what happened when I said that it's like it's a Phase One movie that is unfortunately occurring during Phase Four. Yeah. Is there are so many things that you would have done with her was this a phase one movie, but you can't because so many other things have happened in the MCU universe that you, in order to service the overarching narrative of all of the films, you have to sacrifice some of the personal narrative for this character. Uh, uh, Ant-Man was to a certain extent, the first Ant-Man had that problem too. Like it's not just Captain Marvel that had that problem. Uh, the, all of the basically i would argue all of the thor movies uh with the exception of ragnarok thor 1 and 2 not the weakest of all of the marvel films but also uh are just placemats or like there isn't really a narrative there because those movies are really just there as bridging points or as points of narrative to put along the larger narrative of all the movies and not yeah. so much the narrative of Thor, the character. Uh, Captain Marvel is the same way, which maybe they'll do in the sequel. I mean, Captain America was kind of the same way too, the first Captain America. And then Captain America, the second movie, you get so you get so much about him as a character. Yeah. and his, I mean, That's even true. though you see more of his origin story in the first film, I feel like you get a much better sense of Cap as a character in the second film than you do in his origin story. Modern times, you know, and Mm -hmm. to see what he will do for someone who cares, who he cares about. You know, it's not all about him. It's about him sacrificing himself for someone who he knows at the core of it is a good guy. And that's what I loved about uh, Winter Soldier and... um, Civil War. That's why I love those films, and, and it gives you kind of gives you hope for like a further Captain Marvel. Now that she knows who she is, uh, even in Endgame, however brief that's going to be, it kind of gives me hope that like, okay, you had to set her up, and a lot of the her as a character was lost to the narrative, the larger narrative of the Avengers and Endgame and Thanos and all that. Uh, I mean, in her time in space, I think that 
will just definitely flesh her out as you know establishing who she is and then we'll see karen carol Danvers as a character fully you know re realized in endgame and whatever the sequel to her movie will be you know i also want to see more of uh monica i want to say it's monica rambo but it's is monica the, the mom the friend. Yeah. or is the monica the daughter because i know one of them eventually becomes like name is rambo I'm not. I don't know the characters. Yeah. That character has a place in Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the mom does, and then the daughter eventually becomes like a, another one of the cosmic characters. In oh, fact, yeah. the daughter I think is. I, I'm getting this wrong just because I'm getting it mixed up in my head. Uh, but she's also. I think she was also Captain Marvel for a while. A different version of Captain Marvel. I know the super nerds are gonna correct me on this. Uh, I would Google it, but then then yeah. Uh, they're they're that she's a very her and her daughter are especially her daughter are very important characters in the comics uh especially among like the cosmic characters like captain marvel okay. and you know all the space characters uh also uh stand out uh just because even though it's it's mostly cg a cg character you, you gotta love goose also, you gotta love that he's uh, he's so named after a character about Goose, because uh, you kept on alluding to that for since what was it, um, Guardians? You know about the Flurkins? You know how great they were? It's like what the fuck is a? Flirkin? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not so much that the, that Flurkins are that great. It's the fact that uh, they're an alien race that apparently decides to disguise themselves as cats uh, or what look like Earth cats. Yeah. Uh, and they have a, a serious reputation in apparently like the universe, uh, so much so that in the comic books, at least, and I'm kind of waiting to see whether they're going to do this in Endgame. Apparently Rocket has had some dealings with Flurkins in the past. And he hates them. <laughs> That's good. that'll be great to watch. Yeah, uh, uh, like actively is like terrified of them and hates them, and that's like a whole thing. It's just like it's a gag. It's definitely a gag, but it's a gag that's just like okay. I love that it's like okay. They look like Earth cats, but they're apparently like these, if not like world conquering, then they're like they're notorious, like in all across the universe. Uh, so that was fun, and also the fact that like they had one of the cats at the premiere, and the cat was wearing a tie. And of course, if you put a cat in a tie and put it on the internet, it's gonna blow up. Of so, yeah. uh, that's just a law of the internet. <laughs> um, and another thing I appreciated was just like the whole references to the '90s gags, you know, about uh, what it was like. I because. It brought me back. I mean, it's yeah. been a while since I've seen a movie or TV show that's dated in that area, in that era. And just seeing, like, the whole issue with, like, 56, 56K modems, internet cafes, that really brought me uh, yeah. back. I some, yeah, some things were, some references Those are fun. Were, were good. Other other references were, I felt, were a little too obvious or a little too in your face. Um you know, like some of the posters, or I was okay with or, the posters. Or, or like yeah, some of the the Smash music, the pumpkins, you know. the, yeah. the music. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It, it had a. It was. It was a purpose. It was a sledgehammer. It, yeah. It was a sledgehammer well, of ninety. Expect? Well, what did you expect? You well, know? here, here's here's the thing. Here's the difference. Uh, it was one of the major problems that I had with the movie, even so much so. 
I liked it. So much so. I liked it, but but so much so that I was – it was one of the ways in which the whole it, – it, forgive me for using this phrase because I don't agree with how it's used. Uh, the the quote-unquote feminist agenda of the film, which I apologize for phrasing it that way. I just I, – I don't know how else to articulate no. What that is? I don't you actually can believe send your that comments that... to what yeah, 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 address. Yeah. You can mail your comments. Like I said, I'm I'm pre- I'm prefacing that by saying that like that's not what I actually think it is. That's just like I don't know how else to describe this, and I'm not saying it in a negative context. Let's l- let me make that clear. But it was one of the ways in which like if you're you're getting sort of the under one of the underlying themes. The music, and especially the No Doubt song in the last fight sequence, I was like, this is such a sledgehammer. Uh, it's just so... Do you know what it is? Is... And... Like I said, Captain Marvel isn't the only movie that's guilty of this. In Guardians, the music grounds you. Exactly. That's the In difference. Captain Marvel, the music distracts you from the narrative in, in the Guardians, movie. It takes you out of the movie. No, I, I disagree because the whole movie, the whole objective and mission statement of this movie is chicks rule, we will kick ass. And the idea is to have a soundtrack that backs that up. I mean, I, I agree. Austin, you know, was involved in that. But it kind of makes sense based on the whole overt themes of this film that they would have a soundtrack I, I don't from the 90s that features. Some I have no I, ha- I, don't I have no problem with that. I don't that. have a problem with that either. I just it's think different. the choices of some of the songs were just a little bit too on the nose and obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do that. Okay, here's the difference. Uh, and I don't know. Because they were all popular songs in Guardians as well, popular songs from the 70s. Uh, but what I've grown, and, and it, I might be, bi- I might be biased. They were popular songs in the 70s, but they're, for the movie audiences who watch Guardians, it's kind of like obscure. You'd have to really search for that stuff. That was just like pop culture. Those were the music of the 90s if you were into like strong female lead. I think I think that might be and I was going to say that I might be a little bit we might be biased because we actually grew up in the 90s like we were teenagers in the in the 90s that like okay so in Guardians that is the popular music from then. So if you grew up in the 70s you you probably might have had that opinion it's like oh these are really obvious choices. Uh so I will grant that. I but I've come down on it's one of the reasons why I musically I liked I like the music choices in Deadly Class more than I like the music choices in Umbrella Academy, even though they're both yeah, 80s, um, yeah. is that uh, Deadly Class is like here are the outcasts, here's the left of so here is all the left of field music in Captain Marvel is like I get it, it's all the really popular songs yeah. that are in that context. Yeah. But I think, and like I said, I think we might be biased, honestly, about this if we're not liking it because we know. we were teenagers then, and that's the super popular music. I love that. No, I don't think. But but there's that. also I don't, I don't there's also a lot of other songs and artists that could have served the same purpose. Oh, look, look, look! In Guardians, the the music it was essentially another character in the movie. Uh, it just felt so organic to the plot and the overall storyline in stranger things the music fits in s- blends in very nicely with yeah. the storyline it's a, a 
it's it's very well like every scene every every uh musical theme every song that's playing in the background is is part of that scene i wasn't getting that with captain marvel yeah and the one that was really a standout with me and don't get me wrong i love that song uh then you know i'm just a girl by no doubt but uh there are there were a handful of other female artists in the uh and granted they oop are we okay Okay, dude, what the fuck is up with your bathroom curtain? Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, things people want. So, 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 so we will, we, what, well, let's continue. Okay, because we pause for a second. Let's continue this, uh, uh, the conversation about the music in Captain Marvel. We will address that in a second, uh, because, because I forgot, I warned you about that before you came. It was like when you see the bathroom ki- curtain, it, it's gonna throw you, and then you go in there and you forget about it, and it's horrifying. Um. But yeah, um, going back, the music, um, I mean, I felt that because this is Disney, you know, they were going to do the popular, I guess, clean-ish type of bands, but we had some ideas of, like, alternatives. I thought about, like, you know, Lords of Acid, you know, Kitty, and what were you thinking about in terms of... So, so, so the, 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 the two-band, because if you're going to, because, uh, if you, you know, as far as, like, female emp- um, empowerment... Uh, I feel like one of the missed opportunities is, and maybe it was in there and I just don't remember it. I feel like it's so obvious a choice that, uh, especially if you're doing 90s, it's such an obvious choice that it's like one of those things is like, maybe it was, maybe they were in the soundtrack and I just missed it. I I Googled it when we were on the pause and it didn't seem like they were in there. But uh, Bikini Kill and Slater Kinney are like the two like founding and uh, music geeks are probably gonna be like there are here five other bands that you missed uh but like are basically the central people behind the riot girl like movement and like punk so it's just like the fact that like it's a missed opportunity maybe it has to do with that it was disney maybe they just like no one thought of it but if you're talking about stuff that is not super obvious but is kind of obvious, but isn't like super popular music. Yeah, I was just like throwing Bikini Kill because I like one of the Bikini Kill songs in there. Throwing a Sleater Kinney song in there. Uh, even like the the if you're not talking about like female led rock bands. Uh, by the way, we were discussing like when you mentioned Kitty, I was just like like that one Kitty song. Yeah. I would love to see someone someone. Redo that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Redo that that last fight sequence instead of "I'm Just a Girl." Put it to the like that Kitty song, which granted they had like that one hit. Yeah. Um, and that's not. I feel like that might have been no. That that was late. It was late nineties. Yeah. Uh, but to, a, a song to fight and beat bad guys on that's pretty dope. Yeah. You know, I I don't know why not. Uh, also, and I know there are, I think one of the songs might have been in there, uh, but one of another band and people are def would have definitely been divided on this. Okay. So you have a Nirvana song in there, but if you're talking about female led bands, eh, you could have put a whole song in there as well. Wait, I thought they did include a whole. I thought I heard a whole song in there too. Yeah. I think there was. A whole, like one obscure whole song, yeah. Yeah, and whole isn't that obscure. Like it's Courtney Love's band. Um, 
Yeah, and I even feel like if some of the the like come as you are for Nirvana, it's not as obvious, obviously, as you know, smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, I don't know. I feel like like there were choice. There were some missed opportunities in the music, and also some some like some other choices, like popular music choices that I feel like would have felt cooler i guess to me i don't know it's it, the the music in the movie was one of the really one of the stumbling blocks where i felt like i was being not all of the music granted but some of it is like i feel like i'm i'm being taken out of what's happening by the song and again like i said i think it might be because i'm part of it might be because i'm biased and i have we have a different context for those songs when we were teenagers uh so that's po- entirely possible i liked all of them Except for No Doubt. I'm just not a big fan of No Doubt. You know, that was my issue in terms of the soundtrack. I like everything. It's pretty solid, except for that one. That one. I think something more appropriate for a fight scene, the big fight scene, yeah. would have been um, better suited. I'm not against having No Doubt. I'm like, not either. Yeah, scene, it's just it's just uh, the wrong... And I look, it was the one time where I was just like, of course it's this song. But... Of course, it's this song. Like that was kind of the feeling that I had about it. Was just like, I was like, on the one hand, it's like, of course, that's the song you're gonna play during that scene. But on the other hand, it's just like, I was like, of course, like the tone. It's the same words but a different tone. Where it's just like, of course, that's the song you put in that scene. Um, so yeah. Uh, but that being said, like it doesn't take anything around it. I thought they did a really. I had a little mixed feelings right after I got out of the film, but just as a fan of comic books in general and who the scrolls are in the comic books, yeah. which there's nothing that says they can't become that in future Marvel movies. But I was just like, I was a little bit like, okay, they've, they've now played the scrolls as like refugees mm-hmm. and you actually feel something for them, which is a very Marvel before, movie. Before, them as yeah. not a I, yeah. I think we should. I should. We should definitely discuss the twist. But before that, as a positive, I will say that one of the things that I was most impressed with this film was the CG, the type of CG. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the best. Aging. The, was the, amazing. The, the best. The best CG is the CG that you don't notice. Yeah. And the the de aging of of Nick Fury and Agent Coulson, uh, in this film, I I I was about a third of the way into the movie and I had to remind myself, wait a minute. Yeah. This, this is what Samuel L. Jackson would have uh, looked like. I mean, this is what, what he, this, what is, he this did, is what he looked like in the nineties. This is what he looked like in the nineties. It was very impressive. I, and I, I, and I, I feel was, like, I feel like the Samuel Jackson, the nineties Samuel Jackson, you have a lot more reference material for that yeah. than you'd have with Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg, I felt, was a little bit distracting, but I think that might have been only because of his hair. Yeah, his hair. There was, was something weird about his hairstyle. It, it, it looked weird. Yeah. Is he currently balding right now? Is that a the issue? Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, it also just not even that he had hair. It's just that, like the way the hair was styled. Maybe it's it was '90s, but it's just like something about this seems off, and it's yeah. it's drawing me to the fact that it's a CG younger version yeah, of this actor. It, it was. I was. Uh, I was very impressed with what the work that they did. Uh, throughout uh, in terms of the de-aging and it gives me a lot to look forward to because I know that Scorsese is working or, or is done working uh, filming The Irishman uh, that's going to be 
launched on Netflix as a as a exclusive film later in the year. And as I understand it, uh, main character is played by Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Harvey Keitel. They're gonna be de-aged with the, using the same technology for oh. that film. So it's I'm I'm interested to see what Scorsese yeah. someone like Scorsese does with that technology. Yeah. Uh, even though I have mixed feelings about Scorsese just in general as a director. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, now, well, I think we should talk a little bit about the twist. Right? Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of like a, an area where I've, I've heard all, all kinds of comments, good, bad, and then people in the middle uh, of the whole theme there. It depends on what how you feel about... Especially in certain regions, yeah. about you know how one group you know is taking over and pushing another group out. Um, I appreciated that, you know, because yeah, it's easy to root against the villains that look weird, green skin, pointed ears, but to flip that out, saying that they're the ones being oppressed by the larger, more powerful group. Um, I like that. I mean. <clears throat> Granted, it's not a villain. It's just like a group of people in an empire. That's a villain. Um, but, you know, I, I, I mean, I appreciate that twist, you know, to set up that, hey, you know, there are certain groups in order to establish an empire. Some people get stomped on, you know, and, and they use politics and the media, per se, to portray them as bad guys to legitimize, you know, their oppression yeah. of that group. I think some of it, I mean, depends on, again, like, how you feel about how the scrolls were treated so they they end up being like you know the underdogs essentially in like a war uh and they're not that in the comic books so if you are really precious about who the scrolls are in the comic books you, that might have made you really angry but that being said like i said before we the the break i think was that there's nothing that says that the scrolls can't become that later on uh just because you feel for them in this movie doesn't mean that they're they can't become major villains in future films. Uh, also, the Kree have always been dicks. Really? Uh, yeah, just just they're like they're so like that's the one thing. I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I don't think I am, but even the comic books like the Kree are just like just do like they created the Inhumans because they were trying to like create like soldiers and like their their whole thing is. Like, they're just a bunch of dicks. Like, <laughs> a bunch of alien, uh, an entire empire of alien dickheads is basically what the Kree are. Um, and to a certain extent, like, especially, like, you know, Secret Empire and all that in the comic books, the scrolls are that too. Uh, I'd be interested to see if you're going to make the scrolls, even though you feel bad for them in this movie. Uh, part of me, weirdly, I don't know why I'm making this illusion, uh, wants to see them as kind of like they're oppressed and then they become the Klingons, you know, <laughs> like, like they, they find all their people and they're continuing to be like, uh, and there it goes. Someone scored. He's very happy about it. Um, they get, you know, jettisoned to the edges of the universe and then they decide actually what here we go. The, now that they have access to all those characters, because the Fox and Disney mer merger did fucking happen. Yeah. Which, um, which, 
which is which is good for Marvel, but also kind of horrifying as far as like companies merging, uh, media companies becoming super companies. Yeah, but I want to see a proper X Men yeah, universe. Me too. You know, because I mean, Dark I mean, Phoenix sucks ass, and I'm that's just based solely on the trailer. I yeah. just oh, no, I have no interest. So so the thing about how the scrolls can become villains again is and you can totally now that they have the scrolls and now that they have the Fantastic Four is you could even though every version of the Fantastic Four is sucked um, in movie form. I'm still not completely convinced that they can make that into a good movie. If anyone can, I think actual Marvel will. Yeah. Uh and that could be the movie in which something that happens in the Fantastic Four movie, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're already planning this, is something that happens in the Fantastic movie is what pushes the Skrulls to become the villains because they start it, making it, supers. It's, 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 it's the events in Fantastic Four is what pushes the Skrulls yeah, to start making super like, Skrulls. No, I mean, just the events of this movie... You know, if once, I mean, I'm sure she's, Brie Larson's character will try to give them a home, but that will harden a group or a population to make sure this should never happen again. We will never be pushed around by another empire. Let's do something to enhance our peoples in an attempt that we're never going to be stomped on. I could definitely see in a later incarnation of the Skrulls that they become the aggressors as a result of their experience with the Kree. And 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 like I said, the perfect because super scrolls are a big thing in the comic books is like, and the fir the first super scroll is a scroll that has all of the powers of the Fantastic Four. A new Fantastic Four movie could be a how that happens in Phase Four. Yeah, uh, it would actually be a, like I said, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel is or some people in Marvel are already writing that movie. <laughs> like. I doubt me saying that is going to be like, oh, that's a good it's, idea. It's, Let's it's, rip that off. I, mean, I can almost guarantee that's already that's happening. Said. <clears throat> I Yes, super media companies are dangerous and bad, but I just want Marvel to own their property. So like this, we could see a proper love and appreciation and care applied to these characters in the big screens because what Fox has done to the Fantastic Four and X-Men franchises has been, outside of Ryan Reynolds' passion project, has been just disheartening as a comic book fan. Yes, I'm a DC fanboy, but the X-Men and what they've become, I mean, aside from well, Logan and Deadpool and maybe X2, it's just Yeah, you have one-offs that have shitty. been carried by competent directors. Well, yeah, I mean, it's also, I will say, that the one place that Fox has done right by the X-Men is the TV shows, the two TV shows. Legion was incredible. Uh, the Gifted is, it's uneven, but overall the Gifted is actually, one of the things that makes the Gifted so good, in my opinion, is it's, it's none of the main X-Men characters. So it's all like, if not like C-list X-Men char mutant characters, yeah. it's, uh, or B-list mutant characters, it's like some of them are like they made up for the show. And some of the characters I had to like Google. I was like, is this a character that's in the comic books? And then you look and you're like, oh, shit, this is a comic book. This is a character that's in the comic books, but it's like super yeah. obscure. So if you don't know, The Gifted is like uh, apparently like the X-Men and the Brotherhood are gone. 
And some of the main characters who, if you're an X-Men fan, you would actually recognize are Thunderbird uh, is one of the characters. Uh, Polaris is one of the main characters. Uh, the Fenris twins are one of the main characters. Fenris are like D-list X-Men things, but like they've made yeah, their know. whole, like the history of their, it's like the grandkids of the, the Fenris who are like these characters that were around and like, World War II with, like, Magneto, and, like, they were, like, terrorists and everything. So there's a lot of stuff because they, they're playing with these characters that aren't don't have to be in the movies. They can do stuff with them character-wise and narrative-wise that, like, doesn't have to tie into anything that they're doing in the films. And that helps the show immensely. Legion basically paid almost no attention to any of the X-Men continuity and made a great show because the guy behind that was the same guy who was behind the Fargo TV show. And Legion is fantastic. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen that's based on a comic book. One of the best shows I would think, I would say, period. One of the most inventive shows ever. There's just shit they did on that show where it's like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening right now, and I don't care. Like, I, li- I was like, I don't, why is there a dude with a, who has like a skull on his face, and there's a lot of hallucinatory, hallucinatory shit in here. I don't. Hallucinary, that's not a word. Uh, is it? Hallucinary, the, the proper way to say that, I'm not, I'm trying to play on. But yes, by the way, if you haven't watched Legion, go track down Legion, and it's amazing. There's only two seasons, it's it's incredible. Uh, so yeah, uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, so yeah, overall, Captain Marvel was really good, and also just... Fanboys suck a dick, all right? Seriously, don't hate on it just because, you know, the lead character is a woman. It's an that's, awesome that's film. No don't to, hate on it. Don't that, hate that on it. That is absolutely no reason to hate on it. And because you don't like the actress because she's making, like, active, like, political decision, whatever, deci- social justice decisions on how she wants the movie to be covered by the press. It's just like, yay. Like, I don't know. I think we discussed this on a previous episode of the podcast where it's just like, there's so much thing, so many more things in the world and in your local community that you can be angry about and you can affect change on. I'm just so exhausted on like people getting this angry about something like Captain Marvel. I was like, really? Like a fucking. It's a movie. And look, and- I get I get angry about nerd shit as much as anyone else. Uh, cough, cough. I hate preacher. Um, the TV show. Uh. But it's just like, uh, and if anything, we're you know we're going to be seeing more films portrayed by women in the lead role. Yeah, I am looking. I'm person. I'm looking forward to finally seeing the uh, the Black Widow movie that's been rumored and promised for so long. Yeah, and mm. you know, I mean, uh, it's already been done. Yeah. yeah uh, all that aside, yeah, it's not a, it's not that's a, fair. but it's not a Marvel movie. So. so that's true. There, there are things about that. Uh, I won't bring up my one thing that I've brought up. I've beaten a dead horse and revived it, and then beaten it again uh, about Hawkeye. So I won't. I won't do that again. Uh, You're the only one supporting that character. Uh, uh, but as far the only one. But 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 as far as like Black Widow, I feel like there are things that could have been done with that character. Uh, way earlier. Uh, and I think part of the problem—no offense to 
eh, some offense to Scarlett Johansson, uh, is that when you have a, a actor who's that high profile, there is certain things that you should have done with this character, like maybe a Netflix series or maybe a, a Hulu series. Uh, I feel like Black Widow is better served uh, by a, a TV series. To happen with the new Disney Scar- Scarlet Witch and Loki That's are the it. two shows. That's it. Uh, but I feel like there are sh- there were two strong. And I, God, I've said this before. So I I'll love I I will love seeing Tom Hiddleston and the Loki series. But uh, there were two obvious characters to have your new series, and they were Black Widow and Hawkeye or Black Widow and Hawkeye as one show as like their their past I'm sorry but they're not big major draws I mean Tom Hiddleston is a draw for as a villain and I don't know about the Scarlet Witch I'm not sure how popular she is but she has got awesome powers but that's the thing is you have two characters that are going to be a more expensive show to produce and it's like if you're going to do TV show a TV show why not have the two characters that are have been the most neglected over the series of the films. I, I don't know. I just I I felt like as far as like you know if you're gonna do your streaming shows, Loki and especially Scarlet Witch are weird choices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as that, as far as in and even if you're because they're one is a villain, one is a side character. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, they're odd choices. Um. That being said, next week, uh, the other Captain Marvel movie is coming out. And all of the reviews that are coming from that so far say it's it's the best yeah. DCU I mean, it's, 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 movie it's, it's, so far. No, it's obvious. I mean, it's a huge departure from what Zack Snyder has done. It's just, you know, I don't know Zack Snyder, but he has he's created a stain on Warner Brothers properties. And, you know, with Wonder Woman, that was an awesome uh, representation by, what's her name again? The director? Uh, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. You know, she did a great job. I don't know who's doing um, Shazam, but whoever is directing it knows, hey, let's, you know, suck out some of these um, ideas and overtones from big. brooding. And just make it a fun superhero flick, you know, that all everyone would love. I mean, I have, I'm really excited to watch um, Shazam, but let's get back to the point. What the fuck is up with your ba- bathroom, man? Uh, okay, okay. So let's <laughs> let's let's uh, let's so let's so this is this is the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, I will bring this up. I go in during intermission, going to the bathroom. I wash my hands. I look around to throw out my the paper towel, and the fuck, dude. <laughs> So, so this I, I will say. So we have a we have a shower curtain in in the uh, the nerd headquarters here in the bathroom that uh uh stu- uh it was it came up for like sale one time when uh, Dan was like googling stuff, uh and it made us laugh so hard that we were like okay we have to get that um and we were just like we're gonna have it as a joke uh it okay we're. Yeah, yeah, it, I will. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it is a shower curtain that is Jeff Goldblum hugging an orangutan. Um, and it How is. Even find it. I have no idea. It just popped up on like some like auction thing, and it was super cheap. And it made Dan and me laugh so hard. It's like, okay, we're clearly going to get that and put it up in our bathroom. I don't know how long it's going to be in the bathroom. When I think the, it has to be a long time, dude. 
it's it's Jeff Goldblum. You have to leave him on top. Yeah, we we have another shower curtain that we can put on put up there uh, eventually, but but it's just part of the joy is just people, as you have said, going in there and seeing it, be like, what the fuck, <laughs> like. So he ordered it and we got it and he put it up and he didn't tell me. <laughs> and we were we were home and I went to use the bathroom. <laughs> and he was also home and literally yelled, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it it is amazing, but it's also like it's just so resting and also it, he keeps looking at you, Jeff Goldblum, no matter where you are in the bathroom. <laughs> it is, it, uh, it's, I, like I said, I don't know when it's going to get old. Uh, you can kind of train yourself if you live here to, to not see it. I, I <laughs> but every know. once in a while, you still, I still <laughs> catch myself. I'm just like in the mirror, like, oh, I fuck Jeff Goldblum. Loving you, loving you with his eyes, you know, it's just like, oh my God. I'll, I'll take a picture and I will post it as part of this podcast. It'll it'll be, instead of like Captain Marvel, it'll be in the images. It'll be like Captain Marvel and then all the other stuff we discussed and just a picture of the shower curtain. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the one thing that I heard about the new Captain Marvel movie, it is, and maybe even different from almost all of the other Captain, uh, all the other Marvel movies, is this is a superhero who gets powers and actually, you get to see him enjoying having powers. You mean Captain Marvel or Shazam? Shazam, yeah. Uh, there's a whole thing, and the people are like, well, look, Shazam, uh, the he's the original Captain Marvel, and then they had a whole lawsuit with Marvel, so they can't have them call him Captain Marvel anymore, and he's the original Captain Marvel, and that's the more important movie, because I'm a white guy who has opinions. Um, Apples and oranges, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't Oh, God. Um... So yeah, Captain Marvel, both of them. I'm excited about Shazam. Uh, I was super excited about Captain Marvel. It was really good. Like I said, I wish it had been great, just as an in-your-face to all I have the, a the dude bros. It's gonna get there. It's uh, you know. It's I have a feeling the second one is gonna think, end up being like a yeah. Winter Soldier movie. Like I, I you're gonna agree. be like, what? I, I think it's following the same pattern as Captain America. Yeah. Where the first one was like, ah, oh, it's good. I guess it was fine. And then the she's second a one, soldier. She's a right. soldier, the and I, I can't really wait to the see one, yeah. the transition from the first ep first uh, movie to the sequel and see the change because mm. she's now not some sort of like you know budding pilot or slash soldier. She's full on a hero with the responsibility uh, that's laid in on her. So I I definitely can see her being the one who replaces Captain America. In the next phase of the MCU films, oh, you, can see, you see that happening. Her and no, it'll be. I don't know. I, her and um, Black Panther are going to be the leads, the leads of the next Avengers. Well, I would hope hmm, in a perfect that, that world. That actually kind of makes sense. Because Black Panther with the Black resources with and the, the, the tech. The resources and the tech, like Tony Stark. Yeah, you know that makes sense. And Captain Marvel with the strategy leadership. Um, I could see definitely see that going on. Hmm. That. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and just as I'm gonna probably put this in the intro too, but uh, I have been uh, rewatching the season, uh, season three of Into the Badlands. If you haven't watched Into the Badlands, it's all available on Netflix except for this most recent final half of the third season that is airing tonight. Uh, it is airing tonight. Later after Walking Dead, everyone, please go watch Into the Badlands. It's my one like like 
TV shows like Man, watch fucking Deadly Class. That shit's fucking awesome and dope. I they just had their season finale. They're now all available on the sci-fi. Wait, that was season finale. That was the season finale. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a way to end a show, yeah. end a season too. We need to talk about that show. We have to talk about that show. You know, <laughs> we we can talk about that now. We can talk about that now. No, I mean, but it's just uh another day i i'd like to rewatch the season from beginning to end and just like appreciate absorb it absorb it okay yeah, yeah we'll definitely do that uh corpy, man. you mean with the head chico what yeah. they did to him it's like they did him dirty oh i love that show I yeah mean. i love daily cuts uh also uh if you look into it no surprise the exec you know who the executive producers are on that it's the russo brothers the guys, really? yeah, the executive producers on Deadly Class is the Russo brothers. Oh, nice. Okay, all right. That's why that. That's part of why that show is so good. Is the two guys who are in charge of it, or the two guys who are in charge of like all of the MCU, like all the Avengers films. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's guys who love the medium of comics and know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> hire people. Hire other people who know what they're doing. And also, um, God, we're going off on a tangent, but the. Uh, the guy who writes a comic book also wrote a number of the episodes yeah. of the show. So it's just like you have the guy who created a comic book writing a bunch of the episodes of the show, which is something that's really rare for something like that, an adaptation of a comic book. So It works out just fine. I just wish that, you know, in terms of another creator-owned comic book that w has become a successful TV show, Walking Dead just needs to die. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, it needed I to die. You. I love you, Robert Kirkman, but the show has just... What works in the comic books cannot work on a TV show. We need an ending to this. We can't just keep on dragging this franchise over and over again for seasons after seasons. No mas. No mas. And Into the ba Badlands might not have, like, through the course of its airing, might not have been as good a show as well, an early Walking Dead is. But there's so many things that are like nothing else that is on that has been on television. The martial arts, the the set design, the comics design. Like I'm really there's a whole bunch of people who are like into the Badlands fans who are really championing, hoping like this last half of the season does well enough that now that all the rest of the seasons are on Netflix, that someone like Netflix will like continue it. Uh, uh one final tangent. Um Love, sex, and robots. I oh, we forgot to talk about that. I wasn't comfortable about that. Those, I, I, I mean, I have to admit, the visual style and art, amazing. I mean, remind I me of wait. like Animatrix. I think I'm watching. You know, to at the least next one level. episode tonight. I'm but just the, I mean, as a guy who's now um, going through the whole Me Too movement and understanding what's important in terms of representation in in media in tv and uh, movies i just felt very squeamish about it i mean it makes this would make sense in the 90s and early 2000s but the content of the episodes i think they're out of place with what's going on nowadays they're not all of the episodes but there's a handful of the episodes where they're they the short version uh and i'll bring up two of them is there's Sonny's Strength or whatever, which is like the one that's listed first. There's another one that it's a chase. There's another one called Good Hunting. Yeah, that was a problematic one for me, Good Hunting. It's just like, 
I find that it's it, it's a lot of TNA for the sake of TNA, not really need, needed or necessary. It's uh, so so. I will say that a lot of so there a couple of the the shorts end with a piece of like quote unquote female empowerment, but the problem is that the way they get there yeah. is a lot of like gratuitous nudity and like abusive women which is just like okay this is a i think this is a thing that we're kind we should have kind of been passed by now yeah. is like you you get into empowerment through like an, a revenge fantasy or getting to empowerment through like massive abuse of your female characters it's just like and especially to throw in nudity and like sexual assault in there it's just like i feel like we should be past this now it's, like, it's it seems like it's very much to capture you know, like the bro demographic and it's not as you know as smartly I, not every episode because the one in space with the mech suits that was pretty dope suits suits is the best i would dope. say is the best of the shorts so much so that i want to see suits as an actual and show robots and the three robots that was pretty hilarious and funny. three robots is great the day the yogurt took over is great uh, I happen to really like uh, Lucky Thirteen. I really like that has the woman from uh, Orange Is the New Black. That one's great. Uh, Beyond the Aquila Rift is weird. Uh, it's interesting. It's just kind of weird. Uh, Three Robots is great. Uh, Suits is like I said the best one. The Shapeshifters is also great in my opinion. The one with the werewolves. The ones that are like fantasy are kind of cool. Like the the Russian one that takes place in the where it's like Russian soldiers fighting demons or whatever. Okay. The one with uh where they they find Dracula apparently. Oh yeah, that was a pretty good one. I enjoyed that. Oh. That was pretty cool. Um, just uh, let's see. Witness the witness is just weird. It's just super problematic. Sucker of Souls is the Dracula one. The day the when the yogurt took over is really good. Beyond the equivalent, I mean, I think overall, uh, the dump is great too with the monster and the dump. Uh, Shapeshifters Helping is great. Hand Helping Hand is a, is a really good like short. Uh, what's it called that? Uh, the one in space with uh, what's her name? She's trapped in space. Uh, gravity. Gravity rem rem reminded me of that. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, uh, Helping Hand is really good. Fish Night is interesting. Uh, it's kind of trippy. That's the one that takes place oh, yeah. out in a, in a desert, and the guy. Yeah, uh, Zima we Blue is just strange. Uh, Blind Spot is, if I remember correctly, Blind Spot is kind of like. Okay, Ice Age is is amusing. It's actually the only one that has live action actors in it. It's Topher Grace and Mary Elizabeth. Uh. I think I don't remember seeing that one. That's, That's the one where they find the civilization evolving rapidly in the freezer, huh. in the old freezer. Alternate histories, it's kind of funny, which is like the, the six different versions of Hitler. If Hitler died a different way, it's kind of amusing. So, yeah, I think they're all worth checking out. Uh, if you're going to skip any two, I would say skip Zima Blue and skip The Witness. Uh, the Witness is... Yeah, I, I, I also think there's just uh, there's just uh, a lot of gratuitous animated titty for no reason yeah. in this. I mean, there is some male nudity too in Shapeshifters. There's some man peen, but uh, like, it's just not. It's yeah, it's just questionable. Yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking about it, it's 
Just, yeah, I. You know what's it's funny? Over, it's over the top. I would. I would. I would almost say skip blind spot. It's blind spot almost because I don't even remember what blind spot is about. What is blind spot even about? Oh yeah, the heist thing. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. All right. Uh, I think that's good. I think we're good on that. And then we're gonna. I'm gonna make Rich watch Suits because it's like I think it's the best one, and yeah. it's only like 15 minutes long. Okay. All right. We're gonna select that. Later, y'all. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Peace out, dudes. All right. Next time.